Welcome to Get Your Damn Flu Shot, a podcast exploring the most pertinent topics in public health today. We're your hosts, Gianna Musalimus, and I'm Diana Rubin. Our mission is to close the gap between public health and the public, one listener at a time. So we're on day 40 three, I think it is, of this, counting? Who, I mean, me, of this quarantine self-isolation. I'm in Texas, Gianna's in California, and as we're sitting here ignoring our schoolwork, we had this idea. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, public health has become more recognizable than it ever has been, or I mean, at least in our lifetimes. And that's really all because of the arrival of COVID-19. Exactly. We should start by saying that Gianna and I are two best friends living in New York, but we actually met this year at Columbia. We are both grad students studying public health. For us, it's really interesting to see something that we're studying be so tangible. I mean, before this, like people were like, wait, what do you study? You're getting your master's and what? Every time I'm like, oh, I'm studying epidemiology. People are like, oh, is that the skin? And I'm like, you know, it's a close guess. I mean, people do not know what epidemiology is, which I think, Gianna, you should speak to for a second. So epidemiology, we're seeing, you know, we have Tony Fauci as our spokesperson. It's basically science numbers. It's the study of the spread of disease in a population and the causes of disease. We can't progress throughout this pandemic before the epidemiologists get answers. And I mean, for us, that's what we see every day. But this is the first time a lot of people are seeing public health unfold in this way. And granted, Gianna's studying epidemiology. I study health policy and health management. She's like the number processor. Like her brain is just one big TX84 calculator. (laughs) But when we both went home to our quarantines, Gianna started sending me these articles that were so data heavy. I was like, wow, I'm so happy I have her. And there would just kind of be this whole chain of communication. We started to realize, okay, public health does not have a rightful place in our country or our society. It needs to. A lot of us don't understand that if we had a really strong and secure public health system, we maybe wouldn't be in our houses right now. Public health is in the spotlight for the first time in our lifetime. And we're trying to seize this moment. We're trying to bring public health into the conversation. Right. Because I think for so long and for most of what we've known to be our public health system, it's always been pushed to the side. It's always come second. What does it look like when we have a strong public health system? What does it look like when all people do is see public health when there is an emergency, when there is a disaster? How do you, I mean, I know I'm asking all these vague questions, but they're so important to think about. And unfortunately, it only gets brought up when something like this happens. Exactly. It's really unfortunate that public health has never been in the conversation before because we're seeing the downstream effects of what happens when we don't take care of our public health infrastructure mm-hmm. and our healthcare system when we need it the most. 
now that we need public health, now there's a push for testing and all mm-hmm. these broadband services. And now the CDC's we, ramping up funding. Exactly. So we're bringing to you the field's experts, doctors, epidemiologists, gerontologists. You're going to be hearing about global implications of COVID. Yeah. You'll get your most common questions answered from the leading experts who are working with the White House and companies right now to develop vaccines. We have policy experts whose research has been in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, MSNBC, talking about what happened when Trump dismantled the entire global pandemic response team. What will happen when the economy reopens? Where will we be in three months? Where will we be in six months? Basically, anything that you've thought in your head about what is my life going to look like, we are also thinking that, and we are really excited to try to tackle those issues, tackle those concerns, and 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 bring those answers. Exactly, and speak openly here on this platform with the thought leaders and experts in the field. Diana and I really want to bring approachable information to our peers and our friends and our family yeah. members who are desperate for information. Right. Like everyone we know is, is trying to navigate their understanding of this to try to see what information they mm-hmm. can find out there. And we realize there's curious and connected people out there that want this approachable, reliable information. Exactly. It's difficult when we see this huge gap between the public and our scientific world. We have these studies coming out every day. And I mean, I feel like I'm not alone in thinking that sometimes they seem to be contradictory. Last week we hear we have a cure and then we don't. And so it's been really difficult to navigate this world and these articles and headlines and all these political spaces that- Yeah, even from an epidemiologist, folks. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I think that we get distracted by the politics and we forget about the actual science. Exactly. 100%. That's so true. Science right now is the most important part of this response. And people don't know what to make of science right now. Every headliner has a new scientific claim. People are running tests that have no scientific validity that say they're positive for antibodies. And so for Gianna and I, as two people studying public health, interested in health science, we don't want to watch that go. Science is the most important part of this. Science will help every aspect of this problem. And that's what we need to talk about here. Exactly. We cannot move forward as a nation, as a world, until we get more scientific evidence to back up our response. So the reason that we did start Get Your Damn Flu Shot is to be able to do that. We started dipping our toes into this idea, kind of reaching out to Columbia faculty and professors and thought leaders in the industry, and everyone was so receptive because everyone's on board of how dangerous this information gap is, especially with people our age. It's exactly that. It is dangerous. With like millennials and Gen X, like there's so many reasons why younger people should understand and should be a part of this conversation. Even just the fact that they're asymptomatic. A lot of people still think this doesn't pertain to me or this isn't important for me. I'm not at risk. I'm not over 65. Well, we saw that with the Florida beaches opening up. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. 
that wake up call comes in the form of education. Right. Exactly. And like, that's what it's going to take education so that people know that public health is important, that they need to get their damn flu shot, no pun intended, that we all as a collective society need to step up here. Exactly. Americans, I mean, we're hungry for information. We're craving answers. That's what you can expect from Get Your Damn Flu Shot. The first season of this podcast will cover all things COVID-related, exclusively Mm COVID-related topics. So let's pay attention, let's understand, and let's make the 20s the decade of public health. Thanks for listening to Get Your Damn Flu Shot. So this is the part where I tell you all to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. You can find us on all major host platforms like iTunes and Spotify. But really what we ask of you in a time like this, we need your help. The world needs your help to get the word out there. So don't just listen. Share with your family, your friends, and your pets. Send them a link so we can all stay connected. Email us at gydfspodcast at gmail.com to join the conversation. Remember to get your damn flu shots.